Welcome to Creation, Myth, or Miracle. This is your host, ex-atheist Richard Walker. Greetings to all you membrane-bound bags of stardust. After all, isn't that all we're supposed to be? We're frequently told we are the products of elements that were forged in the nucleosynthesis fires of distant stars that went supernova and spread those elements throughout the universe, etc. Eventually, they became us, right? We are stardust. We are golden. We are billion-year-old carbon. And we've got to get ourselves back to the garden, at least according to Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And, of course, that's all part of the understanding of what the universe is, what its history is, what mankind is, etc., according to the Big Bang. And we're going to talk in a minute about the recent smoking gun of the Big Bang. But before we do that, I want to uh, just make a comment about some observations from listening once again to the interview between Bob Inyart and Lawrence Krauss, the physicist, which uh, we shared a couple of weeks ago here on this broadcast, and it's also available at Real Science Radio, rsr.org, over at Bob Inyart's site. And remember, Dr. Krauss absolutely insists that all evidence is consistent with the Big Bang. In fact, he says all evidence is overwhelmingly consistent with it is an understatement, as if that were possible. And when Bob Inyart attempted to discuss with Dr. Krauss the fact and by the way, this is a fact. You can go look it up for yourself. Go to cosmologystatement.org, and you'll find the text of a letter, an open letter to the scientific community that was published in New Scientist almost 10 years ago, May 22, 2004. This was an open letter to the scientific community from a large number of credentialed scientists, highly qualified people, that were complaining about the overwhelming support among scientists for the Big Bang in spite of the physical evidence, not because of it. The article reads, The Big Bang today relies on a growing number of hypothetical entities, things we have never observed. Inflation, dark matter, and dark energy are the most prominent examples. Without them, there would be a factual contradiction between the observations made by astronomers and the predictions of the Big Bang Theory. In no other field of physics would this continual recourse to new hypothetical objects be accepted as a way of bridging the gap between theory and observation. It would, at the least, raise serious questions about the validity of the underlying theory. Now, my comment here, those unobserved hypothetical entities... Inflation is one. We're going to talk about supposed smoking gun evidence for inflation here shortly. But dark matter and dark energy, those are hypothetical, unobserved entities that are required to be added into the Big Bang model in order to make what we do observe match the theory. Without it, that doesn't match at all. Now, how big are these unobserved hypothetical entities? Dark matter and dark energy, we are told, comprise about 96% of everything. Think about that for a moment. What we're able to truly observe, we are told, constitutes only 4% of the total physical reality. The rest of it we can't observe. 
what's really going on here is the 4%, or that which we can observe, doesn't behave the way it ought to if the Big Bang Theory were true. And in order to adjust the theory to accommodate these observed behaviors, supporters add hypothetical unobserved entities, and these now dominate by far the supposed quantity of what we do observe. And note the authors of this open letter indicated that in no other field of physics would this type of resorting to hypothetical objects be accepted as a way to bridge the gap between theory and observation. Please understand, you're not allowed to challenge the theory, no matter how many observations don't match it. They go on to discuss this by saying, quote, But the Big Bang Theory can't survive without these fudge factors. Without the hypothetical inflation field, the Big Bang does not predict the smooth isotropic cosmic background radiation that is observed, because there would be no way for parts of the universe that are now more than a few degrees away in the sky to come to the same temperature and thus emit the same amount of microwave radiation. They then go on to talk about dark matter and other hypothetical things. And the list of signers and the institutions they're affiliated with is right there on the website. There are hundreds of engineers, scientists, researchers, etc. that have signed this. Now, when Bob Inyart tried to discuss this with Dr. Krauss, in counter to Dr. Krauss's flat assertion that all the evidence matches the Big Bang, Dr. Krauss would have none of it. First, he says, what department are they in? Then he says, I don't care how many of them there are, it's still a minority of the total number of scientists. Then later he says, nobody cares about credentials, it's just about the data. And he contradicted himself about every third sentence. Bottom line is, a minority of physicists have signed this statement. Certainly a minority, the rest want to keep their jobs. But if you're open-minded like Dr. Krauss said he is, go read it for yourself. Go to cosmologystatement.org. Read the single-page article, take a look at who the signers are, and give it a bit of thought. And we'll discuss the smoking gun proof of inflation in just a moment. Okay, so a bunch of scientists and engineers and researchers signed a statement questioning the proof of the Big Bang, noting that there's a lot of hypothetical entities with no evidence, such as inflation, However, perhaps they just needed to be a bit more patient, because according to many headlines in mid-March of 2014, just such evidence has now been found. We're going to talk about an article titled, Has the Smoking Gun of the Big Bang Been Found? You can read this over at creation.com. It is written by Ph.D. physicist, researcher, and cosmologist John G. Hartnett, who writes the following. Astronomers just detected the beginning of the Big Bang. Big Bang smoking gun found. Astronomers discover first direct proof of the Big Bang expansion. And major discovery smoking gun for universe's incredible Big Bang expansion found were some of the headlines on Monday, 17 March 2014 around the web-based news media. One article described it as follows. Radio astronomers operating telescopes at the South Pole said Monday that they've discovered evidence that the universe ballooned out of the Big Bang due to a massive gravitational force generated by space itself. 
The discovery is being called the smoking gun for the Big Bang Theory, and it could have huge implications for our understanding of our universes and possible others. Harvard Smithsonian astrophysicist John M. Kovac and his team detected gravitational waves, tiny ripples in the fabric of space that could be the first real evidence for the inflation hypothesis of how the universe basically bubbled into being nearly 14 billion years ago. The discovery also suggests that our 14 billion light years of space aren't all that's out there. Our universe could be a tiny corner of something much, much bigger. Before we continue, let's apply just a little bit of critical thinking skills to what we just read from this article. They said, quote, That could be the first real evidence for the inflation hypothesis. End quote. Doesn't that imply that there is no evidence up to this point? Isn't that precisely one of the claims? in the open letter to the scientific community over at cosmologystatement.org, the very letter that Dr. Krauss wanted to pretend doesn't exist or simply doesn't matter. Fact is, there has been no evidence, no physical evidence, for this inflation hypothesis. It is an ad hoc invention designed to get around serious difficulties with the Big Bang story. The story simply doesn't match what we observe around us, so we have to make up a history of something for which we have no evidence, at least until now. Now they're claiming we have some for the first time. So this is really important stuff. Let's get back to Dr. Hartnett's article. In short, the claim is this. The universe began in a Big Bang nearly 14 billion years ago, But because of various problems encountered with the standard cosmological model for the origin of the universe, the idea of a super-rapid inflation was suggested to have occurred in the first minuscule period of time after the Big Bang. Wikipedia states, In physical cosmology, cosmic inflation, cosmological inflation, or just inflation, is the expansion of space in the early universe at a rate much faster than the speed of light. The inflationary epoch lasted from 10 to the minus 36 seconds after the Big Bang to sometime between 10 to the minus 33rd and 10 to the minus 32nd seconds. Following the inflationary period, the universe continued to expand, but at a slower rate. The term inflation is used to refer to the hypothesis that inflation occurred, to the theory of inflation, or to the inflationary epoch. The inflationary hypothesis was originally proposed in 1980 by American physicist Alan Guth, who named it inflation. On 17 March 2014, astrophysicist of the BICEP2 collaboration announced the detection of inflationary gravitational waves in the B-mode power spectrum, providing strong evidence for Goose theory of inflation and the Big Bang. End quote. The problems that inflation was proposed to solve are, 1. Why is the universe flat? That means, why is its geometry Euclidean? We experience such a universe, but there is no good reason for that to be so. 2. Why is matter, the galaxies, 
uniformly distributed everywhere, that is, homogeneous on the largest scales, and the same in every direction, isotropic. 3. Why are there no magnetic monopoles detected when the grand unification theory predicts them in the early Big Bang universe? 4. Why is the cosmic microwave background, the CMB, radiation so uniform in all directions in the sky? It is at a uniform 2.7258 plus or minus 0.00057 K temperature. But that is a problem because the radiation has not had an opportunity to mix up bringing the temperature of the universe into equilibrium. This has been called the horizon problem. For these and other reasons, inflation came to the rescue. But what really caused inflation, that rapid initial expansion? What caused the sudden start and smooth stopping of the process? What is the physics behind it? The particle physics mechanism responsible for inflation is unknown. A hypothetical particle or field thought to be responsible for inflation is called the inflaton. An unknown proposed to solve the above problems. It has been given a name and certain properties. The rest is unknown. Now it is claimed that from inflation theory they have a prediction that has been verified by observations. Well, what have they detected? Let's try to stay in physics thinking mode as we continue looking at the article by Dr. Hartnett about this monumental evidence that was discovered supposedly proving the Big Bang, the smoking gun evidence for the inflation hypothesis of the Big Bang. Dr. Hartnett continues, The question is, if you could discover what this inflaton field or particle is, would you have evidence for the Big Bang? Well, no, it's not that simple. Consider what is being observed. The CMB radiation is being studied and a map of a certain polarization mode in the noise from that photon field is teased out using numerous statistical filtering methods. Did they directly observe the Big Bang? Not unless you redefine the meaning of the word direct. No. They observed millimeter wave photons at about 150 gigahertz at the surface of the Earth with a South Pole-based telescope. This is the state of modern cosmology. Because you cannot interact with the universe, you can only observe what it produces, and you have to run statistical arguments based on what you observe. Is the discovery the smoking gun of the Big Bang? This implies that it is something similar to just after a crime was committed and you found the guy holding the smoking gun. Well, even if that were so, you could still have the wrong guy because you were not there to directly see the crime happen. It is circumstantial at best. In this case, it would have to be shown that the evidence could not come from any other possible source or mechanism. This is the problem with cosmology in general. Not only is the claim that inflation has been detected, but also that they have discovered the effects of gravitational waves associated with the initial Big Bang. 
They claim that they see the ensemble effect of primordial gravitational waves on the CMB photons. This is based on their modeling of what power should be expected in certain CMB fluctuations imprinted by gravitational waves from the Big Bang. Now, I realize this is getting way more technical than makes sense or is of interest, perhaps, to many or most of you. The main point is this. What was observed was not inflation. What was observed was not the Big Bang. What was observed are some photons. And the data that was extracted from them is interpreted in particular ways after some heavy statistical filtering. And then the conclusion is reached that what caused this particular observation within these photons is, in fact, gravitational waves that relate to the inflation period. Dr. Hartnett notes we only observe one universe. Due to this fact, there arises the problem of cosmic variance, because we do not know what a typical universe should look like. So even if they were able to separate foreground contamination by modeling the expected signal from dust in the galaxy, how would you know the model is correct? You can't test the model on another universe. They claim to have subtracted, quote, the best available estimate for foreground dust, end quote, So understand the conclusions rely very heavily on the modeling estimate as to what a typical universe would like without these gravitational waves. And it all depends on the biases you have in your model. They use the dark energy, cold dark matter cosmology to construct their mock universes and compare the observed data to that universe. It heavily depends on the biases built into their model. Those biases also determine what data you accept or reject in the analysis. Besides, there still does not exist any laboratory evidence for dark energy nor dark matter. After all, that is just modeling. So note the entire process assumes a very particular type of Big Bang actually happened. As Dr. Hartnett says, their thinking is, quote, But it must be correct because the Big Bang happened. We all know that. And this is the fundamental problem. You have to work with these models. The biggest large-scale survey of millions of galaxies is called the Sloan Survey. Co-founder of that Sloan Survey, James Gunn of Princeton University, said the following, Cosmology may look like a science, but it isn't a science. He said, a basic tenet of science is that you can do repeatable experiments, and you can't do that in cosmology. Cosmologist Michael Turner coined the term dark energy, and he says, the goal of physics is to understand the basic dynamics of the universe. Cosmology is a little different. The goal is to reconstruct the history of the universe. So cosmology is more akin to evolutionary biology or geology, he says, in which researchers must simply accept some facts as given. Okay, I hope you have at least a vague idea of what was actually observed in this claim of detecting inflation and gravitational waves, because it didn't take long until other data showed up. Dr. Hartnett again, in an article on April 3rd, 2014, just a couple weeks later, titled, Hey, not so fast with the Nobel Prize. And referring to the very article we've just been discussing, this supposed smoking gun of the Big Bang, Dr. Hartnett writes, Already, 
the alleged discovery of not only primordial gravitational waves, but also the Big Bang era of inflation, has been questioned in a paper by leading cosmologists. This is in a paper submitted to the preprint archive on March 20th, just three days after the press release about the discovery of the BICEP2 collaboration team. On March 25th, a press item appeared on phys.org quoting these cosmologists and entitled, quote, Cosmologists cast doubt on inflation evidence, end quote, with a storyline saying, Some theorists are advising that we put the champagne back in the fridge, at least for now. Now remember, researchers from the BICEP2 project at the South Pole Telescope had claimed unambiguous evidence of primordial gravitational waves in the cosmic microwave background, the residual rippling of space and time created by the sudden inflation of the universe a quintillionth quintillionth of a second after the Big Bang. And there were even whispers of a Nobel Prize nomination. The team's findings were hailed as the best direct evidence yet of cosmic inflation and even support for the existence of a multiverse, multiple universes outside our own. Theorists James B. Dent, Lawrence M. Krauss, and Harsh Mather question those findings. Quote, In order to provide compelling evidence, other possible sources of the signal need to be ruled out. While the inflationary signal remains the best motivated source, the current measurement, unfortunately, still allows for the possibility of another cause. In other words, you cannot make a definitive claim of proof of anything until you first ruled out all other possibilities that might cause the same effect. Now remember, Dr. Hartnett's earlier article said, in this case, it would have to be shown that the evidence could not come from any other possible source or mechanism. This is the problem with cosmology in general. Cosmology is not science in the usual laboratory repeatable experiment sense. The idea that one could treat the universe as a lab to test your model and obtain definitive outcomes of an experiment belies credibility. The universe is too large. We cannot see all that we need to see. And so researchers really cannot justify seeing that which they cannot actually see. We only have the radiation arriving at our telescopes on Earth or in orbit within the solar system. The interpretation of that evidence is circumstantial at best. The universe still has much we don't understand. Why do cosmologists have to make up stuff like inflation, dark matter, and dark energy? Simply because we do not understand the universe. The cosmologists in their paper also state that, quote, It is important to demonstrate that other possible sources cannot account for the current BICEP2 data before definitively claiming inflation has been proved. Dr. Hartnett continues, but I would go even further and claim that there is a plethora of other possible sources, some that may be known and some that have not even been thought of yet. To claim a definitive proof from the cosmos is pure speculation. It is not science. And just by way of reminder, I introduced who Dr. Hartnett is to this audience in an episode titled One Serious Scientist that you could take a look at at creationmythormiracle.com. He's an active physics researcher who has over 100 refereed articles published in the secular literature. 
and he specifically researches cosmology from a young earth creationist perspective. He believes the biblical account of history is factual. Now, I happen to find physics and cosmology very interesting, but the point for this show on Christian apologetics is that there is no proven history of this physical universe from the realm of science that proves to us the biblical account of creation in six days, a few thousand years ago, can't possibly be true. No such proof exists, despite the claims you see trumpeted in headlines. Be a skeptical observer of such headlines. Be patient and wait for the other shoe to drop, as it seems to have occurred on this supposed proof of cosmic inflation. I agree with Dr. Hartnett. We truly don't understand the cosmos, and the heavens do declare the glory of God. See creation mythormiracle.com.